right up a special edition of Straight Talk, The Arts in Long Beach. Our guest tonight, Craig Watson, Executive Director of the Arts Council for Long Beach, Joan Van Hooten, Executive Director of the Long Beach Playhouse, and Ron Nelson, Executive Director of the Long Beach Museum of Art. All of them here on Straight Talk tonight. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow man. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a wonderful show for you tonight focused on the arts. Our first guest is our friend Craig Watson, Executive Director of the Arts Council for Long Beach. Craig, welcome back to Straight Talk. Always great to be here. It's particularly fitting. This is actually our last taping in the studio here at Charter Communications. And of course, Craig was a executive, was a vice president of Charter for many years and many happy memories of this studio. Absolutely. We did some great work here together. Well, Craig, you're currently the executive director of the Arts Council for, for Long Beach, the umbrella organization. And uh, give us a, a sense of where the arts are today. Well, these are tough times, and of course, they're tough times for all the nonprofit sector due to the state of our economy. And uh, California is in such a state, and that ripples right down to cities. And we're the official arts agency for the city of Long Beach. You're the successor to the public corporation of the arts. Correct, yeah. correct. And as the city agency, we help the city in terms of its investment in the arts. And so each year, uh, the city uh, puts aside some money out of its budget to invest in the arts. But of course, this last, last budget cycle in particular was such a strain that the city had to do some dramatic cutting and the arts were no... Uh, no uh, but you get a couple of hundred, uh, 200,000 from the city and uh, rather than the council deciding who should get the money, they, they delegate that to the 
Arts Council. That's right. Over the years, the Arts Council has each year put together a grants program that included professional panels so that uh, anywhere from 25 to 30 local arts groups, both very small and individual artists and large organizations could apply for those grants. And then in a peer panel review, those grants could be awarded. So the best in the arts was recognized each year. And in addition, of course, you fund such major organizations as the Long Beach Symphony, Musical Theater West, and several Long Beach Museum, Museum of, of Lat Art. Latin American Art, and ICT, uh, Long yeah. Beach Opera, Long Beach Playhouse. Yeah. Also, 1% for the arts. There's a, a regulation that mandates certain buildings donate 1% for the arts, and you administer that. Well, over 500 American cities have these types of programs which say, look, as we build a great city, we want, we want the arts included. So public art is a well-regarded strategy for helping cities distinguish themselves, and Long Beach is no different. Our program focuses on just the redevelopment area, so about 45% of the city has this requirement. So certain private projects of a certain size are required to set aside or put 1% of the total construction cost towards some on-site art or other art act, uh, activities. And you also always uh, f pr uh, forward uh, and promote arts education, and that's part of your portfolio. Historically, we've had uh, art programs in the schools, and of course, uh, arts education, uh, we think, is vital to our young people, and yet are consist consistently under pressure within yeah. our public schools. So we administer uh, two or three different programs there. And finally, the global program uh, that is the successor to uh, the Smithsonian Week in October where you promote uh, uh, the arts for an entire month. Well, that's right. We've taken the October is Arts Month, which is a national program, and sort of reinvented it, imagining what it, what it should look like in Long Beach, the most diverse city in America. Yeah. And so using that global theme it's really a celebration all month long of all the diversity. It always impressed me, as you mentioned, Long Beach being diverse, which it is the most diverse city in America, according to the RAND Corporation, that the arts is a particularly appropriate communication mechanism of that diversity. No question. Think about the recent de designation of Sophaline Chiam Shapiro as a National Heritage Fellow. She oversees the Kamai Arts Academy a world-class commitment to preserving traditional Cambodian dance. Yeah. Yeah, she embodies, I think, some of the diversity and the quality that we have here in Long Beach. Our following guests will be speaking in part to the financial challenges facing the arts, but we have a minute or two left. Speak to uh, the importance of the arts to a community and why people should uh, support the, f the institution of their choice. Well, increasingly, the cities that are most competitive, competitive for jobs, competitive for uh, knowledge workers, for investment by developers, are those that have a creative community. And that's what makes a community attractive to people to locate and spend their time, spend their money. And so an investment in the arts is every bit much as real as investment in infrastructure, investment in what makes a city livable. So we know that recently the Otis College of Art and Design did an economic study and they found that one in six jobs in Southern California is in some way tied to the creative industries of Southern California. It's a billion dollar revenue stream that includes certainly the Hollywood creative community, the design community, the fashion industry. These are all industries that rely on arts. So good art is also good business. No question. 
Well, Craig, thank you so much for uh, again joining us and for your continued work. Uh, I'm so glad you're, you remain part of the city of Long Beach. Delighted to be here. Okay, coming right up, you won't want to miss our segment with Joan Van Hooten, who's been involved with the arts for virtually her entire professional career and will give us an update on the Long Beach Playhouse celebrating its 80th anniversary. We'll be right back. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach. We are back, joined now by our friend Joan Van Hooten. Welcome, Joan. Thank you very much, Art. Joan has had virtually every art job in this city and in <laughs> Southern California. I can't think of a more appropriate guest for our special on the arts. And uh, currently, Joan, of course, you are executive director of the Long Beach Playhouse, and uh, they're celebrating their 80th anniversary. 80 years, the longest continually performing company west of the Mississippi. What a record. It really is extraordinary, and the Long Beach Playhouse was founded in 1929 by a group of community-minded people who believed that Long Beach should have a cultural arts scene, and it has been operating in various venues ever since then and provided the as many people as want to participate an opportunity to be in the live theater genre. And as a director of the Playhouse, I've learned how much love there is for the Playhouse by volunteers who have been with it for, for so many years. And it's on Anaheim Street, and the productions are marvelous. I've never seen a bad production at the Long Beach Playhouse, and ticket prices are so affordable. 
That's true, the general admission price is $22, and there are numerous levels below that as well. And as far as the quality of performance, I think you are spot on, Art. We have two theaters. One is a 200-stage thrust theater, and we produce uh, the classics, farces, comedies, and uh, familiar works. Uh, our next program there, our next production, will be Our Town, which opens this month. Thornton Wilder, a classic. Indeed. And upstairs, in our 98-seat uh, small intimate theater, we produce very thoughtful works, more contemporary scripts, and we literally offer something for the entire um, theater community. Make a point to go to the Playhouse and see one of their forthcoming productions, no matter what it is. It's just a little bit more than a movie, and it's live theater, and it's, it's marvelously done, and, and the audience feels part of it because both theaters are so intimate. That's correct. Well, uh, we have a celebration coming up. <laughs> Eighty years uh, ago, as Joan mentioned, uh, the theater was founded, and uh, we are having a celebration commemorating 80 years of service to the community on Saturday, February 13th, the night before Valentine's Day. We're doing, tell us. We are having a party at the Renaissance Hotel that only a theater could plan. We are bringing together some of our actors and the players who have been with the Playhouse for a long, long time to um, produce an amazing bit of theater throughout the evening. So there is a storyline that people will become involved with. It will be a 1920s speakeasy. We will have a, a prohibition, regretfully, but get around it by having a speakeasy. <laughs> We will um, all dress in vintage costumes or uh, give our own interpretation of what it's like to live in the 20s and celebrate. This will be a very special evening. Uh, there is a lot of incredibly talented people who are involved with the planning of it. And it's a 1920s gig. And guests are invited to come, as Joan mentioned, in their favorite 1920s or look-alike 20s <laughs> outfit. And it's just going to be a fun evening for a good cause. Tickets are 150 bucks, and we'll put the numbers up at the end of the segment. But there's a lot of love uh, for this playhouse. And one way you can express that affection and appreciation is by coming to this celebration. It'll be a fun evening for a good cause. Absolutely, it will. And uh, there'll be uh, all kinds of surprises. We don't want to spoil the surprise, but, but it'll be unlike any fundraiser you have ever been to. <laughs> now, uh, it's probably not a, a total secret, but the Playhouse has been facing some financial problems. Speak to that. Along with all the arts organizations, not only in Long Beach, but nationwide, the arts are facing dire financial problems. The Playhouse is not excluded from that in spite of its numerous supporters. Our costs are always very low because so many of our actors are volunteers. They're professional level amateurs and other actors are equity waiver. 
so they are waiving much of their fee. It's difficult to cut the costs of our productions, and there are 16 of them every year. So the only answer is fundraising and more tickets, more tickets being sold. So that's the solution, and we all know it. And virtually no theater in America can cover its costs simply by ticket sales. So we want to generate some continued financial support for this Long Beach treasure. This institution is a Long Beach treasure, and we want it to be here for another 80 years. At least. So write down the number that's going to go up on the screen. Call up the Long Beach Playhouse. Uh, go to one of their shows if you haven't gone to one recently and reserve Saturday night, February 13th, night at the Speakeasy. It's a night you will long remember. Joan, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure, Art. Thank you. Coming up, Ron Nelson from the Museum of Art. Stay with us. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids parties, you name it and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems, and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! Alright, you little trail sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, dog. I'm totally naked right now. Welcome back. Joined now by our friend Ron Nelson, executive director of the Long Beach Museum of Art. Ron, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you. It's great to be back. A recent exhibition, a very moving one, uh, kind of is so prescient and appropriate, WPA Surviving in Hard Times. Yeah. Yeah. The Works Project Administration in our last Great Depression um, actually employed artists and the government employed artists to go out and to paint and to uh, sculpt and to do, do murals. And the city itself has a lot of public art because of that. And um, 
We have a collection at the museum that is part of that program, and we continue to find those paintings within the, within the city. And this is the 60th anniversary year of the museum. They're celebrating an anniversary also. We are. I mean, it's amazing Long Beach has this rich, I mean, 80 years, um, as Joan had just said, we're 60 years. Um, we're 10 years uh, older than Lachman. We're 10 years older than the Guggenheim. I mean, wow. I think it's really significant. And I understand that Nordstrom's, that's opening uh, a store in Cerritos, is dedicating part of the uh, charitable opening proceeds to, they selected the Long Beach Museum of Art. Correct. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Um, we're really thrilled about this. The new Nordstrom store that's being built in Cerritos is going to be absolutely beautiful. And uh, there's an event happening there on May 4th, three days before it opens to the public. And it's a gala event, and there are two, uh, two uh, nonprofits that will uh, benefit from that, and the Long Beach Museum of Art is one. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's speak, Ron, about the, the museum, and you personally have been much in the news, yeah. and the question of the $3 million loan that was made to the museum, but the museum did not have the funds to repay. Uh, most of our viewers have seen the articles about it. Uh, the mayor obviously was quite upset when uh, a letter shortly before the deadline uh, declared that we don't owe the $3 million. Uh, you signed the letter. So let me uh, get it right from you, uh, your version of, of the reality. Well, uh, there has been this historic knowledge, and everyone within the museum um, knew that that $3 million bond, which um, helped to build the museum because there was $6 million raised uh, from the community uh, through private uh, um, um, donations that were made. And that $3 million really helped uh, the museum to build that quicker, be a better asset to the city, et cetera. So we have historically uh, known, there had thought that indeed that money was uh, owed. And as we went forward, um, I uh, was not personally uh, um, familiar with uh, bond documents and uh, the voluminous uh, documents provided with that. And the city's contract within that, um, those, the pledge agency agreement within that, has a very specific math formula to follow. And there is an amount of money that the museum does owe. And I, city officials, um, and Bob Shannon agrees that we're not legally um, bound to pay that. However, um, we're still working with them to find out what that final number is. But the amount that you state are, the museum legally owes is about uh, 60 or 80,000, not 3 million. Correct. Correct. But what surprised many people was that right up until the very end, everyone's going on the assumption is that we owe the, that the museum owes the three million. How are we going to pay it? And even a year or two years ago, the museum agreed to come up with a plan to repay it. So the working assumption was that they owed it and we're going to repay it. And then at the very last minute, ho, oh, no, we don't own it. We don't owe you three million. All we owe is uh, 160 or 60,000 which apparently is literally true according to the documents, but, but why was there no advanced statement of this is not a legal obligation? It certainly was a moral obligation. I think that, uh, I'll address both points and I'm glad you bring them up. Um, you know, the, when I first discovered this, and I certainly went on to have greater minds than mine, legal minds look at this. When I did that, um, I really, intended that to be a continued discussion within City Hall, between the museum and City Hall. And I, the letter really was specifically meant, and the first line of that letter says, the, the intent of this document is to further our discussion along this line. I 
um, really did not expect that to go forward, and I um, did not expect well, did, did not expect that to um, be, be, be publicly aired. I mean, it really was an intent of mine to ask a question on that, and indeed, um, the information within that letter is, is, isn't disputed. So, coming back to then the obligation of paying that, though it's not legally um, we're not legally bound to pay that um, after. Since this has been so public, um, it's also been brought to my attention quite clearly that if we did pay that money, that would be the misappropriation because it's not a legal debt. And that legal debt then would be um, any money that would be collected to pay for that. Um, a misappropriation of funds. Correct. But do you feel, does the museum feel a moral obligation to repay the city or not? Well. The museum feels nice, you know, I'm speaking here on behalf of the foundation yes. and as the yes. executive director, but I, they feel that indeed that the relationship that we've had with the city has been very good. It certainly has gotten sideways. We really want to get it back on track again. So we're continuing to talk okay. to them and we're continuing to have these conversations. And just for the record, as Rod mentioned earlier, private citizens did raise $6 million towards indeed. the uh, beautiful addition to the museum. And you can be sure that they would not have given that money if they had to write a check to the city. So the museum, the foundation, Correct. serves an important purpose as a nonprofit to, to generate and receive these gifts. Absolutely. And there is also a valuable collection that needs to be cared for. And Fair that enough. needs to be done to museum standards. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. The original Renaissance Pleasure Fair, now in L.A. at Santa Fe Dam. who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. As several of our guests have mentioned, art is so important to a vibrant community 
and particularly a community as diverse as Long Beach. And even though many of our arts institutions, like institutions all over America, are facing serious financial hurdles, with your help and community support, we can overcome uh, those challenges. And I, Ron, certainly I hope the museum is able to straighten out its relationship with the city and go on to even more productive uh, future, particularly in its 60th anniversary year. Thank you. We've got some great exhibits coming up and um, uh, they're gonna be important regionally and nationally and internationally. So yeah. we'll be part of the global uh, um, celebration of the arts uh, for a very long time. Thanks. And of course, no art museum that I know of has a better location than ours right here in Long Beach. So thanks for joining us. Thank you at home for being with us. And please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.